In celebration of the rich culture of Mexico, Sandra Velasquez founded Nopalera, a bath and body line created around cactus-based botanicals. For more on Sandra's journey from musician to parent and now entrepreneur, stay tuned. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Maine, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable in Maine has been an incredible journey so far, and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you our guest for today, Sandra Velasquez. Mother, musician, podcast host, and now the founder and CEO of her brand, Nopalera, Sandra is a force to be reckoned with. Nopalera is a premium line of bath and body botanicals with a mission to celebrate Latinx culture. Inspired by the nopal cactus, an ancient symbol of Mexican culture, and its versatile, resilient, and sustainable properties, the brand is a trailblazer in the crediting Mexican producers and increasing recognition for their expertise. Sandra launched Nopalera in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic and quickly landed a spot on the shelves of Nordstrom as their first ever Latinx owned skincare brand. And this is something I relate to so much with Fable and Maine, where we're honoring our cultural storytelling in our branding and to create an upmarket brand that celebrates our heritage and the wisdom of our ancestors. I can already see we have a lot in common and I'm so, so excited to sit down with Sandra today and hear all about her journey. So Sandra, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Well, I'm even more excited. I think I've, I said this to you before we started the podcast, but your brand resonated with me so much. I actually saw it a couple of times on Instagram and I was like, wait, taking screenshots. I need to know who created this genius of a brand. It is, I would say this is one of the most beautiful beauty brands I've ever seen. And I, and I mean oh, that. Oh, thank and you so much. I, we worked, we so worked hard proud. on it. <laughs> and I can tell, I can tell. It's a lot of work, but a lot of, you know, a lot of worth in there too. So amazing. But I want to start by asking the question I ask all my guests, and it's a bit of a tricky one, but it's a good one. It's who in a nutshell is Sandra? Yes. Who in a nutshell am I? I would say that I am, uh, in a nutshell, I am stubborn, I am driven, uh, and uh, and I'm courageous. I think that that's kind of, in a nutshell, I just, there's things I want to do, I have ideas, and then I go do them. And um, I'll do them until they work. <laughs> I love that. Well, you know, I can see a lot of those traits can stem from your vast experience growing up and you've done a lot of stuff and we have a lot of similarities in this because you and I used to be musicians I used to yes, be a singer I know which is can crazy. I YouTube you right I want to find out yes. I want to see I'm on okay. Spotify more so uh there's okay. one or two covers there's one cover that's got a million plus views I don't know how it's like the worst one I did but it somehow got that um but I used to like busk on the streets and like yeah I, I used to be a thing I and it. I was like while I was doing engineering. And then I was like, okay, now I'll go into the beauty industry. You know, life is about reinvention and trying a lot of different things we want to try in life. So uh, yeah, I love yeah. that you did that for, you know, I think over 15 years you were yes. writing songs and tell us Toured. all about it. Yeah, That's yeah. Amazing. I mean, I actually thought that I was put on earth. I thought that that was my life calling. I thought that I was here to write songs and record albums and share my stories like with music as my platform. I thought that that was my paintbrush of self-expression. And um, I had no forethought or idea about becoming an entrepreneur or, or having a product-based business, certainly not a beauty brand. If you had told me this 10 years ago, I would have said, I, I need my money back. You're a terrible, you know, psychic. <laughs> so <clears throat> it was never my um, vision to do this, but I just kind of fell into it. And um, when I had the idea for this brand, it really felt like a lightning bolt and um, yeah. of inspiration and really almost like a responsibility. Because once I had the idea, I thought, you know, I am the perfect person to bring this brand to life because this is my culture. This is my story. Um, I know it well, and I can really stand behind this in an authentic way. And if I don't do this, um, like someone like Johnson and Johnson is going to come and try to do this and it's going to be terrible. <laughs> 
you know, because it's going to be very inauthentic, you know, culturally appropriating, which, you know, happens all over the place. And so I really felt like a responsibility, like, okay, I have the skills, you know, I used to work as a sales rep, you know, in CPG. So I understood, you know, sales and marketing and branding and um, distribution. And I really just felt like, okay, I have to do this, even though I had no idea how I was going to do it. I had no idea how I was going to afford it. It, it doesn't matter. I was like, I have to figure it out. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And that sometimes like where the best ideas come is kind of diving in without necessarily having figured it out, but figuring it out on the journey. Because a lot of people, a lot of in my corporate life as well, a lot of people who worked for many, many years gathered and garnered so much experience. And their goal was always to create their own brand. And they kept on saying, I'm never ready. And I was like, well, okay, I feel like I'm staying more in corporate to learn to then be ready. But if they've been there for 40 years and they're still not ready, I had this aha moment like, well, creating my brand, I just will be ready by just trying it, by going in, making mistakes, learning on the journey. And I love so much that you have a podcast, which I want everyone to go and follow up with the link as well, that you are documenting the journey of building Nopalera. Like that is exactly will help so many people, but also it will make you document and realize yourself going back how you, you know, have been on this journey. Is that the reason yes. why you created it? Yeah. Yes, I created it for that purpose. And also because I, you know, for the last, I would say three years, um, back when I was a CPG, you know, sales rep and you know, distribution manager, I actually started working as a consultant for CPG brands. Like I started teaching a class about distribution specifically, like a very, very niche component, which is very unique to the grocery business, right? So, you know, in beauty, like we don't use distributors, we just sell direct, yeah. right? Like I sell direct to Nordstrom, you sell direct to Sephora. In the world of grocery, there's distributors and that's, you know, if you want to sell to Whole Foods or you want to sell to whatever, I don't know what the grocery stores are in London, um, you know, here in the United States, we there's distributors. And so I started teaching this class to really tell people the truth um, because I had worked for a startup and had gone through it and learned the hard way. And so I feel like I specialize in telling people the truth and the nitty gritty. And I love telling them kind of the insider intel. Um, And so that's kind of what my podcast is. But like now for kind of product based and beauty founders is, you know, I know that everyone thinks it's so exciting to be in these big name retailers, but I'm like, let me tell you what it's really like. Right. Yeah. Let me t- let's talk about cash flow. Let's talk about net uh, 60 payment yeah. terms, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, um, we need to know that. And even people who are not building brands, like it's super interesting to learn and be, and also get closer to the brand by understanding the realities, you know, the struggles. Uh, yes. And why yes. People think that there's like this magic thing that happens. Right. And I'm like, no, it's, yeah. it's actually, there's a lot of operational, like no one wants to talk about operations and systems. That's, no. you know, everyone talk, wants to talk about marketing and, you know, branding yeah. and that's the fun stuff. And I wish that that's what I was doing all day, but really I'm dealing with operations all yeah. day. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I mean, that's pretty much, uh, uh, we could have a lot of beers around that. Yeah. Exactly a lot, but I, I, I really, I really appreciate that. And, and I even said to you before, for everyone listening, I was like, my podcast is more surface level. I think if you want more reality deeper, you go to Sandra's because that's where it's at. And I think I, I kind of wish I did that in a way, but um, at least we're doing it. So I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's going to help part. a lot of people. We're all doing our part and it really does help a lot of people. But, you know, I, I would love to kind of go into that journey of then how Nopalara came to be. I know you're a huge, I don't know if you're a huge fan, but I read like you love eating nopales, which is a cactus like Mexican dish, correct? Um, and then yes. you were surrounded a lot by Latinx culture. So So is this how the name Nopalera came to be? Yeah. So I was visiting my parents. My parents live in San Diego, which is near the border and which is where I'm born and raised. And 
uh, everyone in California, I mean, nopales are literally everywhere. Um, so much so that you take it for granted, excuse me, you take it for granted because they are everywhere and you just don't even think about them. And I, for me, that's really a metaphor also for just Mexican people and culture, because we are such a huge community in California. People take us for granted. You know, we are, it's, it's when you go to the fields, like who's actually harvesting your food, who's actually in the kitchens, who's actually the backbone of society. It is, you know, especially in California, um, it is Mexican people. And so the nopalera, that word is actually just the name of the plant, the cactus plant when it's in the ground. Yeah. So, you know, my parents have a nopalera in their front yard, as do all of their neighbors. And some people have them in their backyards. And um, I was learning uh, that summer of 2019, I was learning how to make soap. Um, and uh, just kind of for fun, I was, I had my daughter with me and we were visiting my parents. And some of the recipes were for like aloe vera soap and they called for aloe vera, which I had no aloe vera in my, in my parents' house. But I said, well, I have nopal. Let me just go use that instead. It's very similar. It has very kind of like a slimy inside, you know, very viscousy. Um, in Spanish, we call it la baba. And so just started using that instead. And that's kind of when the, the lightning bulb went off and yeah. simultaneously realizing that there were no high-end Bath and Body brands or beauty brands on, you know, premium store shelves that really celebrated Latino culture. And, you know, here in the United States, it made no sense to me because it's all contextual, right? It's all relative. Here in the United States, Latinos are the largest, you know, quote unquote, minority group. And so why is it that I'm seeing like these African-inspired brands? I see Alafia, Nubian Heritage, and Shea Moisture, and that's great. And they're celebrating their culture. But I'm like, where is the Latino version of that? And why has it not been created? And there's certainly other beauty brands out there that are owned by Latinas, but the, it's not overt in the branding, right? They're not using their their culture as celebrating the culture. Yeah. In the, yeah, it's not overt. Right. And not that everyone has to do that. Listen, not everyone has to be me and you where we like use our culture yeah. as like the, the but, platform but why for our hasn't brand. There been enough, you know, right. Today. But why has, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like you're not the only one, right? And so, exactly. Why and, and it's so true. More? When I go to the likes of the big retailers, I can't think of any. Like, I cannot. I, I, and even for Fable and Maine, you know, it was shocking to know we're the first Indian Ayurvedic hair brand ever at Sephora in the US. And, and, and you know, there's Aveda. I used to work in Aveda. But the point is, is like, why is it taking so long for... Um, and, and there are, don't get me wrong, there are as well um, Ayurvedic and Indian hair brands that have been created by founders in the past, right? Yeah. But why are they not landing on the shelves? And I know it's a mixture of so many factors, uh, you know, the pricing, the distribution idea, the who you know, this cash flow, all this stuff. And that's probably yeah. what we can talk about in your podcast. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, there is, a, as you said in the beginning, there is a sort of responsibility for us to really be that kind of vessel of change in the industry. Yeah. And I think... You know, I, I don't know. I'd love to hear your experience, too, as someone who has really celebrated their culture and their brand. I mean, I get so many people from my community, other founders, non-founders, just saying, like, thank you so much. Thank you for creating this brand. Like, you make me feel proud. Your brand, when I look at it, it looks like my mom, right? These things where they love to see themselves reflected and someone has to go first, you know? Um, it's so true. So, I, have, I have the same I, thing. And that's what fuels us, you know, to continue down the path we're on. Because I'm sure yes. every day there's like left and right and back and forth and it can be struggling. But remembering that yes. you are impacting so many and like children yes. to grandparents can look at your brand and resonate. It's yes. that culture, that heritage, um, that and even that generational wisdom that we're just continuing passing through. But obviously touching it with a modern twist and having a sense of, you know, everyone likes it to be beautiful and Instagrammable and that stuff. You have to Yes, of course. Of course. And efficacious too. Yeah. Of course. It has to be good, right? It has to work. Of course. Yes. Um, and I think, um, you know, yes, people, I, I, for so long, I feel like because of just the history of Latinos in this country, we've, we've been forced to assimilate, right? People changed their names. People didn't teach their children Spanish. And so, you know, now we've come to this moment in history where, it, you know, I call it the brown space opportunity, right? Like now this is, a, this is the opportunity in the market. It's, it's the brown space, not the white space. And that's what yeah. we're filling. It's so true. Oh, I love that. So, I mean, I kind of want to ask, I guess, about the beginning of building it. If you can like kind of in, a, in your way, whatever, however you want to share, how did it start in terms of the initial, like, you know, uh, how you started with the cash flow to the trademarking to the building of yeah. it? Like, what was that first couple of months like ahead of building Nopalera? 
Yeah. The first couple of months are all done in the quiet, right? There's no applause. There's no money. There's no nope. support. There's no yep. Instagram. There's nothing. It's just you in your bedroom, on your laptop, you know, trademarking your name, buying yep. the URL, right? Yep. Um, and that's really what it's like in those early months. And you have to be able to get through those months, right? Where no one is patting you on the back. You know, my parents were like, what do you mean you're going to start a brand? Good luck with that, yeah. right? They, they were, now, of course, they're like, oh, we're so proud. But back then they're like, what? You know, this is not a great time to start a business, blah, blah, blah. And um, once I had the idea, I was like, okay, I need to go trademark this name immediately. So did that, bought the URL, uh, you know, formed the LLC. And then I was like, I need to, I was really curious about how ingredients worked. So I actually went to formulation school. So I studied at Formula Botanica, which is based in the UK, um, and went through their whole organic skincare formulation program. It was like nine month program. You get a diploma at the end and you have to submit a final project. And uh, it was really intense. And I learned so much. And I actually made all of the products myself for the first year, which I don't recommend. <laughs> yeah, wow. You know, being a manufacturer is a full-time job. It is. And running a business is another full-time job. They are not the same thing, as I like to remind founders. Yes. So um, so that, you know, those early days. And the first person that I called when I had the idea was my designer, right? And because I said, I knew, I knew like in my heart that what was going to make or break this brand was going to be the branding. Because as we know, right, we work in the beauty industry. There's only so many ingredients in the world, right? I, yeah. I know how to read labels because I studied formulation. Everything has sunflower oil. Everyone uses jojoba oil. Everyone uses, there's only so many natural preservatives, you know. So it's really about the positioning. It's really about the story, you know, and yeah. the presentation. Um, and of course it has to work, right. As we said, so the first person I called was my designer. Um, and she is, uh, and a friend of mine and she had just left a firm. So I said, Hey, I'm going to be your first client. She was going out on her own. Uh, I said, I'm, I have this idea for this brand. Here's what the mission is. And at that time, Akash, I didn't even know what the products were because I really just, it was very mission centered. I just knew what exactly. the mission was. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Am I making facial cleansers? Am I making hair care? I have no idea. All I know is that I'm building this high end Latina brand and I wanted to sit on the shelves of places like Barney's. Like, that's actually what I said to my designer. That's what I'm going for. And so, you know, we started that journey. I put together my entire like vision and pitch deck, you know, that I presented to her. Like, this is the mission. These are our core values. This is our customer. I have studied them. I know they're out there. This is, you know, where I want this product to live. So we're going to design it so that it can sit on these specific shelves. So really beginning with the end in mind, right? Yeah. And I think that that's always the best advice that I give to founders is that like is. when people say like, how did you get into Nordstrom, right? If you, if people ask you, how did you get into Sephora? Like it's not an accident, right? Like it's a destination nope. that you chose in advance and then yep. you GPS your brain there, right? So I, that's such a smart way to say it. And, and, and I will just say like what you're saying is exactly what we did. We, and this is why I think when you have such a conscious cultural heritage led brand with a mission, you know, and a responsibility and a deeper, that is the brand first. The products come sort of second, but that's very yeah. organic. It's very easy because it's our heritage, what we grew up with, these ingredients. Yeah. We know what we want to put. And yeah. we actually linked in message Sephora with just a brand concept without any samples. And we wow. had a meeting with them in San Francisco without and they were like, okay, we love it. What are you going to create? I said, like, we're thinking like this hair oil. Maybe like, <laughs> right. should we do a ritual too? Well, we actually said, we're just launching a hair oil. They were like, no, no, no you need more skews. We're like, okay, yeah, well, what yeah. else should we do? We were in the kitchen with them, but they actually met us with just, they were, they brought us in like in the sense of like, they, they were committed concept. to us with just the concept and the story. And that's it. it. Without the brand yeah. book, you know, your brand book is, is your toolkit, I guess, for yeah. idolizing all these ideas, it react, making them reality. That is the most important. So when you said that, it literally had goosebumps everywhere. Oh, exactly yeah. yes. And I'd love to hear that because I just, I love for people to understand, like, this is how you do it. You, you, yeah. you decide where you're trying to go. You don't stumble there. You decide, like, I'm building a brand for Sephora. I'm building a brand for Credo. I'm building a brand for Target. I'm building yeah. a brand for whatever, right? You decide and then you work backwards. And so um, that branding, you know, took about a, a year. You know, we yeah. really, uh, it, it, I mean, that's how long it takes, right? Because a brand, as you know, is not a logo, right? So it's, 
Um, there's, it's everything, everything yeah. of your presentation, right? Everything from your fonts and your, you know, the packaging layout. And, you know, we did endless tweaking and God yeah. bless my designer, right? Because she stared at those <laughs> images for like a year. Um, and then simultaneously also working with uh, my friend, Julie, who's a copywriter who helped me yeah. with the language. Cause again, that's also, it's like branding and copywriting go hand in hand. It's right? so important. It's so important. Yeah, because also and, it, and it can be hard sometimes because we have a lot of a lot of uh, inspiration to draw from, and it's yeah. like, how do you sell? You know, you have to think about how do I put it in five words on Instagram in the bio? How do I put it on a yeah. shelf strip? How do I put it in a big bio in the website? How do I put it on the packaging? Like all those things are different yes. iterations. Yeah, uh, but you also have synergy. You have to make sure yes. you're having a clear like a one liner that stays within the whole brand. So hundred percent investing. It's important, and it happens at the beginning, right? Yes, and um. And so it's like the branding, the copywriting, and then the next magic component was my photographer. Because of course you yeah. can have amazing branding, but if you try to take your own pictures with your iPhone, it's not going to come through. So, <laughs> you know, I, to me, those are like the three magic pieces. And that those were my first investments. And um, Akash, when I launched this brand, I literally had no savings account. You know, when people talk about, you know, I had student loan debt, I still have student loan debt. Um, yeah. And when people talk about, you know, family and friends raise, and I'm like, I don't even know what that looks like because I have no family that has money. Um, yeah. I don't have friends that have money. So, you know, I like to tell people that because people are always asking, like, how much does it cost? I'm like, don't worry about how much it costs. Like, you'll find the money, find the money, right? Like, use mm. Amex, take out a loan. Yeah. Um, like, that's what I did. I'm still, you know, completely self-funded and have been doing this with working capital loans, you know? And now I'm like, okay, I, I need, like, real investment. <laughs> I yeah, need, like, 100%. someone to, you know, like, I need, like, real investment. I need a cap table. Like, let's do this, right? I just became a C-corp. Yeah. But that doesn't stop you from starting it, you know? And timing Correct. is everything. And I think that's the biggest thing that you've really, I think I get asked a lot and sometimes I have, it depends on the retailer you're going to launch with and this and that. You have certain ballpark figures, but at the same time, I hate giving figures and people ask that a lot, but I hate it because it's sort of like, to be honest, you can start, there's, there's just start and you'll figure it out step by step because with an amazing concept, great DNA, great authenticity and, um, and great products, you can do a lot. And of course there are some initial costs that you have to, take on right and that, yes. that that's that's normal but then as you said there's grants there's bank loans there's ways to be creative without necessarily giving up equity day one because also yes. if you really believe in it like wait a bit longer get your evaluation a bit higher and then you have more the money is there is money in the world like there is enough yes. to be and people want to invest more than ever today in places it's just making yes. sure you do it at the right time for your needs and your moment that's very important. Yes, a hundred percent. And I love that you said that because I, I, it's one of my mantras and I always say it to other people, like there's so much money in the world. I know you feel like it's far away, you know, and like, you don't know where it is. <laughs> and I feel that way too. Sometimes I'm like, where is the money? Can you please come over? <laughs> you know, exactly. um, but there is so much money in the world. And, you know, sometimes we get stuck within our own economic brackets and it's hard for us to yeah. see outside of that because, yeah you know, that's how the cycle of economics, you know, perpetuates itself. We only know people that are in our economic range, right? So we're like, every, if everyone that you know makes $40,000 a year, it's hard for you to imagine that's people out there that make $200,000 a year. There's, it's hard for yeah. you to imagine that's people out there that have so much money that they're like, I don't even know where to invest it. Those people are out there. Exactly. They exist, right? Yeah. You're getting in the, you have to be careful with when is the time to allow, because sometimes it can be overwhelming, right? If you, you can come up with someone and they could take you for advantage or you or vice versa, you have to really test a lot of people that you're entering into your life because building a brand is also your baby. It's like your family, right? You don't just allow people in without um, really making sure that they're fully understanding the mission and, and will be there with you on that journey. You have to be very careful about, this is actually from that book, Good to Great, the Jim Collins book. Yeah. Um, you have to be very careful about who you let on the bus. Um, and that's actually the most important. You know, it's, um, that's one of the key pillars of that book is that it doesn't actually matter what you're going to make. The most important thing is who's on your bus. <laughs> who are you going to let on the very bus? True. And so when you bring yeah. investors on, you're letting them on your bus, you know. Yep. And yeah. think about, you know, I used to be a touring musician. I know what it's like to tour with people that you can't, you can't wait to get away from. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And I think that's actually where being a musician, 
there's so many synergies now more here, like here you speak as well. But I feel like being a musician teaches you a lot about building a business too. You're yes. more building yourself, right? But yes. I remember um, I started building my social media following through my music. And then when I went to work in corporate world, I kind of translated that into, hey, I've built it on my own. Like I had to promote my own songs and my own channels. I could do the same with a brand. It's just yeah. different, you know, a different product. Um, yes. But the industry is very similar. You know, it's like who you know, how you work, how you hold yourself. Do you stay true to yourself? Do you change? Do you yes. pivot? All those yes. decisions, all those left, right, middle, up and down, all those decision makings. That is sort of when you're a musician for, you know, for 15 years, you have learned a lot of, I guess, learnings that have helped you make yes. tactically smart decisions for Nopalera. But again, still realize you're still learning every single day, right? You still don't know the answer yes. always. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I love Akash because I feel like no one understands, like, or no one cares when I try to explain, like, listen, being a tour musician is like the best training ever to launch a yeah. brand and become an entrepreneur. And I don't know any other musician except for you now. So now yeah. you're going to be my new best friend because exactly. we can we really, gonna... you know, and, and, I, and, really, I really, like... and I get it, you know, like I get the, I, I, I mean, it, it takes a lot to like go and sometimes, you know, you go and sometimes in places and you get, you have a full room, you have no one, you know, you still yeah. got to sing, but you yes. have to understand it's the team with you it's just your musicians that your colleagues or if it's your band or whoever yeah. they're just yeah. as important and for me uh i also worked sang in an acapella group uh, uh, for a while and that was also really interesting to learn both group dynamics working in a yes. team but being a solo singer being and also pushing my boundaries like i used to be fun fact like growing up i used to always knew i could sing but i never would go and enter any talent competition because i would be having such stage fright yeah. so i would always be like and it was me busking that got me out of the stage fright saying okay i'm gonna try to just stay on the street sing and that's like <laughs> takes a lot of like courage that's a lot very like, courageous what if people would throw things at me what if no one would like what if I, they boo <laughs> what do they boo and like i realized at that point i said you know what like try it once see the vibe and actually i was like I went every Saturday and sometimes in the rain and it was great. So yeah, you learn it's, a lot. Yeah, so. it's the best training. It's And honestly, I think one of the, the you know, during, while you're a musician standing on that street corner and you're singing and yeah. you feel like no one's listening, you know, that that really strengthens your resilience muscle. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, you deal with so much rejection as a working artist. You know, so yeah. many emails go unanswered to, you know, to buyers, or, you know, to book talent buyers at clubs. You know, like you said, you play a full room. I played to thousands of people and I've played to three people. Um, yeah. And and you have to give the same show, right? And you have to. That is, yeah. I, I really think that being a musician is actually a lot harder than running <laughs> a brand because Honestly. you really have to put your, you're putting your heart and soul like on display yeah. in a public way that, you yeah. know, we don't have to do. Like I mostly work at home in front yeah. of my computer. Oh, and but I, I tell you, it's going to start coming. The more and more now, like <laughs> as the world is opening up, we were pandemic born brands, right? Now I'm noticing yeah. like all these, um, like I did a meet and greet yesterday at a store and there was like three people who came and I was there for two hours and I was like, okay, I've done a meet and greet in the Sephora where it's like endless people. And I'm like, you have to just, I was like still smiling yesterday. I was like, this is like so, I felt in a way, this is not embarrassing, but I was like, I feel so bad for the store. Like no one at the Allure store, like no one came. But at the same time, I was like, but I hit three people. When I was singing, I couldn't care less if it was hundred or thousand. It was, yeah. I made three people's life different today or, or changed yeah. them or learned them, taught them something new. That's the yeah. same with this is like, actually you'll notice now post pandemic when you go on summits or speak at this and you know, you're going to, and you do your podcast. There is a lot of similarities that you're going to be like, oh, actually, my music taught me that. That was. It's, yeah. it's not about the the multitude; it's about the quality of who I'm yes. talking to. Yes, that's yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I just did a pop up at one of our retailers here in Brooklyn, oh, did you? and all of these, you know, it, we had to cap the RSVP because it was a very small store, and yeah, um, and most of them, it was like forty people RSVP'd, and I think like four showed up, right? Like everyone yeah. flaked, and yeah. but the people that came. Where we had an amazing time, and actually, I got to meet. This is just like a music nerd moment here, but I got to one of the people that came was the drummer from King Harvest. No way! Oh. Like, do you remember that song, "Dancing in the Moonlight"? Yeah, of course. Dancing Huge. In the, okay, so yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so the drummer from King Harvest was one of the people that came, and I was like, "This is the best pop up ever." No <laughs> like, way! I mean, yes, that's and I have a picture cool. with him now. I'm like, I cannot believe that I'm meeting you. This is literally "Dancing in the Moonlight" is one I of mean, my favorite songs like of all the time. Most iconic, yeah, one of the most iconic <laughs> songs. So that's King Harvest. Whoa, that's and, and that's cool that they're experiencing what you created. You know, you, they now 
have seen no palera and that's just yeah. amazing yeah it's such a cool and that's why actually building a beauty brand so many goals whether we have it as a, in our any point of our life like as a musician or even growing up like you will find like somehow I, i've said to myself and I'm, it's gonna it's probably already happening for you a lot is wow like i never thought building this brand would get me there or get me here like i you know we just had a times square billboard with sephora and i was like well, i always want to be on times square it was my hair care brand that managed to get me on <laughs> not your sephora, music right times square. not my music and i was like that's it and you know that's like the crazy thing is like it, building a brand is so multi like dimensional it's it's pretty awesome but then yeah. we can't lose sight on the goal which is of course like you know just creating great products doing the, the things we need to but over time by hiring people hopefully you know we'll be doing less and less of the oh the goods are stuck in yes. customs let me clear it i'll be like okay you got this you handle it i'll i'll do my founder stuff you know akash i am waiting for that day it is my dream i cannot wait to come. hire an operations manager okay oh yeah just and when you do let me know i have the best like uh jds and job descriptions and stuff and uh, we just because we we um and i you know i spoke to you about this before about when you go with the likes of which retailer sephora is a bit of you know it's a beast it, it's a yeah. lot of work but it's amazing opportunities and it's allowed us to grow from in two years me my sister and like one of their style like three people we went three people to now nearly 30 people in two years which wow. is crazy to think about it and yeah. I just yesterday had like we hired a press assistant and I didn't interview this person and they've been offered a job for my team and I was like speaking to my COO and I was like who I just hired and I was like this is really sad but really cool like like I haven't I I've always you don't even know your employees <laughs> all my people and I'm like I haven't met this person before they start like this is so weird but um it it gets to a point where it I just I enjoy every moment of having that like doing everything could but then there'll be yeah. a, that turning point will come where you'll be like okay it's time to like go to f like like yeah like letting it go and and yeah I, i'm no longer in and i don't need to know what happens now anymore just give yeah. me top line and and give it's weird like, there's other summary. stuff give me the executive summary i mean then there's other stuff i then put my energy more where like other departments where I'm like okay now i'll focus on that and then eventually when yeah. that's solid i'll hire someone there and it's yeah. it's the job it doesn't stop but it, it is um stop. it will come it will come and and uh it's exciting from your mouth does. to God's ears. Akash, I cannot wait until it's not I me know. doing operations. <laughs> and supply chain. Yeah, ops is the first, the first thing to like hire yeah. someone for, I tell yes. you, uh, yes. because it's not, it's not fun, but, uh, but it's important to know about and learn because, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's the newest today. So if we don't know as a, as a CEO, as a founder, if we don't know the realities of 2022, um, ops which is very different to pre-pandemic and you know hires right. might not fully know what the situation is and is i have to like you know sometimes go in my course and say hey you you handle it but just make sure we had this issue last year make sure you ask this question you know that goes yes. a long way because they might not actually know what the right. reality is today new right. hires and stuff so it's important point. to know it's important to know so i would love um if you could maybe like to our audience who are new to Nopalera, just um, I'll obviously put the links and stuff so people can be searching while they're listening. But I want to, uh, if you could like explain the product portfolio today and potentially yeah. like what's also in the works. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold on. And our current faves. And Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S O. L D E J A N E I R O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yes. Um, so, you know, I launched with uh, five SKUs, but three of them were the cactus soaps. So I wanted to have a selection just because uh, it's, you know, they're beautiful and colorful. So yeah. three cactus soaps and then one cactus flower exfoliant and then one solid moisturizing bar. We call it the botanical bar, yeah. uh, which is, um, you know, people are like, is this a soap? I'm like, no, absolutely. Do not take it into the shower. It is a, what people would call a lotion bar, but you know, lotion, as you know, requires water. So it's not yeah. really lotion. It's, it's a solid body moisturizer, uh, yeah. that comes in a reusable tin. So we launched with those five SKUs and now, you know, I have added just line extensions. So now we have yeah. another cactus flower exfoliant, but with Hibiscus, hibiscus, another solid amazing. botanical bar, but with jasmine, yeah. um, and uh, and we are launching a desnuda, a naked cactus soap, you know, uns- completely unscented um, next month. And you know, in terms of what's next, I mean, Akash, I have like the like the list of things I want to make is just never ending. <laughs> And our customers want us to make everything. They're like, can you make a shampoo? Can you make a lip balm? Can you make more merch? Can, you know, and yeah. I love it. I love that they basically love the brand so much that they want us to make everything that they use, right? Can you make a deodorant? Yeah. Can, you know, and, um, and we have to really, as you know, you have to be very strategic with, yeah. you know, um, timing. timing and also, you know, you, like for example, you're a hair care brand. So if you were to come out, like there's still so much hair care stuff that you could come out with, yeah. right? Before you accessories or to other uh, verticals. It's so true, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, and as so, you said, even within hair care, like there's more than, there's more to it. There's so many different avenues. And is yeah. that something as well? Like when, you know, because you mentioned like you could go into hair and, 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 and other, uh, do you sometimes feel like, um, and you have to put that retailer hat on is like, how does Nopalera look D to see anything could be possible. The universe, you yeah. can build it yeah. yourself. Right. Yeah. But when you're looking at retail, we have to sometimes, yeah, like I guess edit. It's a different buyer to be to a different buyer and they have a different, different windows, different shelves, different opportunities yes. like for us. We can't necessarily create what yes. we would like. We have to adapt. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. That's such a great point. I'm glad you said that. And, um, I think there's still a lot for us to do in the bath and body space, you know, yeah. um, body oils, body lotions, you know, uh, like bath soaks. There's still a lot in the self-care and bath and body that we can still do that I want to do first before we start branching out into skincare, like, you know, um, and, you know, I feel like hair care is like last because I feel like hair yeah. care is, is really its own category. It's a very unique thing. It's very specialized. And um, but when you when you do it, you let me know. I'll tell you all the best, uh, all the best labs and all the best uh, what not to do, what to do in hair. I got you. Uh, <laughs> okay. But I do, I do, I do want you to definitely. Like, I think it just. I would think hair, bath, and body would make so much sense for Nopalera. Like as a trio, I can yeah. really see it. Uh, and yeah. you also have that the, the, the trio of the cactus, the cactus like, I just right? See, like there's so much. <laughs> I, I really can like hire me like I, I want to like work with this but like <laughs> yes. it, it is um it is there's a there I think it is about listening but also yeah like yes. listening with the right timing on the action yes the yes so you know in terms of what's next I'm really just trying to you know we, we had such fast growth and again like being self-funded having no investment yeah. you know no cushion it's you know to really make the, all of our money's in inventory right like you know how it is yeah. like that's why you need the money you is. need the money to make the yeah. product to go into 30 yeah. you know countries of sephora right yeah. or whatever it is so and what's the point of doing influencers when you have or like investing and going viral when then you have like uh, only a thousand no products and it's like it doesn't work <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work yeah exactly <laughs> so it's been you know my challenge last year was just trying to keep up like oh my god this is going way faster than i thought you know we got into all of our dream retailers i mean my dream retailer list was very short. It was like Nordstrom, Credo, and I might have had, I don't even know if Urban Outfitters was on there, but you know, now we're Nordstrom, Credo, Free People, and launching into Whole Foods in New York City right now. Um, and you know, that that's like all I can handle right, <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, and no. yeah, You're doing it right. you know, phasing it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and really also just trying to see this year, like, okay, who are really going to be the best retail partners, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. We've turned, we said no to a lot of people. Um, and we say no to, you know, people every day, like we have really our bread and butter. And I'd like for people to know this. Our bread and butter is our 300 boutiques nationwide. 
because they prepay. There's no chargebacks. There's no logistical supplier compliance, blah, blah, blah. There's no 30-page routing guide, right? It is, they literally just order from our website, from our private wholesale page, and I love them all. And so, um, but even with them, right, like we cannot have four boutiques on the same street in in Tucson, Arizona that have our product, right? Because then they get mad. So my wholesale manager really... um, protects the distribution and we vet all of the people like we don't use uh what is that platform fair like we don't use those platforms where just anyone can come and order your product because we really need to vet the people that want our product we can't put our product anywhere um especially at this early stage where your brand is exactly i was about to say your brand integrity is the most important and thank god you know you're doing that because that's the right way to build it sustainably authenticity because once you've done certain decisions it's sort of done and yeah. that's quite hard. And it can be very easy at the beginning to like, when you're starting to get sometimes emails and be like, oh, it's an amazing opportunity. Should I take it? Should I take it? And it's hard not knowing that you have the next in the, There's you don't more. know what's coming next. And you don't even yeah. know if it's guaranteed and you might have a, an, right. a, a better version, but you might be like, I don't know if it's guaranteed. Should I just take it? It's sometimes taking that, that I wouldn't even say risk, but taking that gut feeling of like, no, this isn't right for the brand at this time, but yes. maybe later. Yes. And maybe there's always later. later if needed. Yes. There's always later. If your brand is going yes. to be on an upward trajectory, I guarantee you, I've said no to retailers, like big, big retailers, um, like for example, Selfridges. Um, well, even I said no, they were also very much like, oh, not sure at the beginning. Okay, maybe let's see. A year or two later, like when the brand is growing, they're coming with like, we want to launch you with the biggest wave. What can we do? And they're offering yeah. way more just a year yeah. later, you know? I'd rather the tables have turned that way around, you know? Yes. Um, yes. So that's yes. A hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, just it's important to say no. Uh, I mean, I think as a CEO, right, you know that saying no and protecting your time, protecting your brand is the, the utmost important. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean those three hundred boutiques because we because my brand is also giftable. We have that up. We have that channel available to us. Whereas yeah. you know, if you're a makeup brand or a hair care brand, you might not have that channel open to you. So I'm really grateful that we have been able to be in you know clean beauty stores and also the gift channel. And you know, you yeah. can find us. A friend of mine just sent me a picture from San Francisco yesterday. He is like, I'm at this nursery. <laughs> I'm at a plant nursery, and they sell your products. And I'm like, yes, because it's a beautiful nursery, and it makes sense yeah. because we have a plant based product. <laughs> But, um, you know, so I, that's really our bread and butter and obviously growing D2C, which is 45% of our business, always trying to boost that. But as you know, I mean, this could be a whole other podcast episode, you know, things have changed in the world of iOS 14 and, you know, retargeting and, um, the cost to acquire a customer and, you know, yeah, that's And you see all these articles today, which is relevant, which is like, oh, this whole surge of D2C, but it's actually not necessarily the future. You have to not sleep on retail. It's coming back. It's coming with vengeance. And, and it's, it's a mix of everything. I think it's yeah. more about just making sure you're synergetic across all your channels. You're yes. doing everything smartly and you're playing like a dance where when it's like, for example, in the pandemic, you're more D2C, when it's this yeah. or that, you have to be fluid. But at the yeah. same time, you have to put the customer first and everything. So if your customer is saying, like for me, like a lot of people say, why are you going global so quickly? And why, and you know, people forget. I, I'm born and raised in London. Most of my audience personally, my Instagram is India. And like, you know, I have a need to listen to who my consumers are. And yeah, me, where they live. I built my brand. Exactly. And I, I built my brand, yes, in the USA. And a lot of brands and founders and retailers who say, well, just focus in the US for five years before you go global. And oh say, my God. But the people want, I don't want to offer global shipping straight away without doing it right. And, and London, it's hard yeah. with all the, the you know, I don't want them to get duties and wait 20 oh, days for shipping. So yeah. sometimes I have to open up retail in certain places and dilute my team's time, but at least I'm giving the customer the product that they yeah. want yeah. Uh, quicker. So it depends on what your needs are and what your brand is and you do it your way. That's the best, yeah. the best yeah. I've kind of learned on the journey and you yeah. listen, but you don't act until you digest. And I think that's really important. Yes. I and love that. Really I love that. That's, that should be a mantra. On a yeah, oh, note. I just made that up. I should put okay. that on a t-shirt. No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you're oh, welcome, everyone. Up. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but um, no, I, I would love also to, um, you know, we know that building a brand in the pandemic, as a founder, we've had to like also like adopt tech, like, like I would say more rituals and routines that have geared us up for like our success in in everything yeah. we do. And yeah. what are some of the rituals? Whether it's even if you tell me like the day you normally have, or just some 
moments yeah. in the day. What do you do to ground yourself and keep yourself motivated? This is a great question, Akash. And honestly, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing practice of trying, yeah. it's an ongoing practice, right? Like you don't just, yeah. I mean, I maybe one day I'll achieve like, great, I've got a lockdown. Everything is like, I'm in my, my, my flow and yeah. I never overwork and, you know, but honestly, I'm still overworking. <laughs> I still work too many hours in the day. Um, and because yeah. of the pandemic and because, um, of working from home, which, you know, I have to remind myself for, for 17 years, I commuted into Manhattan and I was like, God, like, this is such a waste of life, right? Like two hours on the yeah. train every day. And so I'm so glad that it's not that anymore, but now I'm at the other extreme where I'm just always at home working. And so yesterday, you know, and, and as you know, like you're always thinking about work, right? So I think that that's the thing is what can you do to change the channel, right? Like my friend calls it like channel switching, right? Because if you're always thinking about work and you're always staring at your laptop, you really need to change the channel. Like get up and go do something radically different. Go ride a horse in the park, go, you know, rent a rowboat at the lake, whatever it is, you know, go visit, you know, a museum, something that is completely not what, what, what work is for you. Um, is something that I have to constantly remind myself to do. And I did it yesterday. So I'm really proud because I was feeling really like spiraling downwards into like operational darkness yesterday. <laughs> like why isn't operational this working darkness. on my website? I love that. that should be a book name, <laughs> Operational Darkness, <laughs> The Realities of Logistics you know. in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I forced myself, I was like, why is my day packed with meetings? I'm going to be stuck in my computer all day. And then I was like, I don't need to be at home to have these meetings. I can have them on my phone with my earbuds at the park. So I forced myself to leave my house. I went to the park. I bought a kale salad. I sat at the lake and I had these meetings with like banks and whoever, you know, um, at the park. And I was like, okay, this is doable. I I need to do this more. So really, I'm not really answering your question, but just to say that it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing struggle for me, to be honest, to not work all the time. And what I have done so far is I've implemented a morning routine. So there's a couple boundaries that I put in place. Number one, I have in my company, no meeting Mondays. So I'm working on Mondays, but there are no meetings, right? Like if you want to interview me, it's not going to happen on a Monday. If you want to, there's a press thing, unless it's Oprah Winfrey, it's not getting scheduled on a Monday. So um, I have set up that boundary. There's no internal meetings at my company. There's no meetings. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we're just focusing on work because I don't want anyone, myself included, to be spending Sunday preparing for a meeting on Monday. So that's one thing. The other thing is no, no meetings before 10 a.m. So I really just need to be able to wake up in the morning and know that I can eat breakfast at, with, <laughs> with peace. I can like do whatever I need to do. I can exercise. I can you know, take a walk. I can run an errand. And nothing is happening before 10 a.m. And having a morning routine of stretching, of Drinking and eating and getting ready, like really just my time for myself. Yeah. And because I have definitely been guilty and I'm sure you've done this too, where you wake up and you go straight to the laptop or you go straight to your phone and you start answering emails or you start, there's something, right? There's always someone that needs your attention. So really having the mornings to myself, um, that's one thing. And then- I agree more. That's the best. And what else? Yeah. uh, Yeah. And so I was like, I could go on. And so- um, I love it. I, I really- have not gotten here yet, but I'm just going to say this, you know, out loud to the universe. I really want to not work on weekends yeah. <laughs> and I'm definitely guilty of working on the weekends. Um, and so, but during the pandemic, right, this was a thing, Akash, right? Like during the pandemic, those of us that launched brands in the pandemic, we were all on lockdown. So we kind of yeah. like trained ourselves to just work all the time because the days didn't matter. Didn't matter if it was a weekend. There were no concerts to go to. You couldn't go out. Right. So I'm still retraining my brain, to be honest with you, that like, okay, it's, it's, you know, it's the weekend, go do something else for fun, you know? And I honestly have had to ask my friends, I'm like, what do people do for fun? I really don't know anymore because I've just been working for like since 2020 nonstop. So you tell me, I mean, I'm always asking people like, what are you, you're in New York right now. So what are you going to do this weekend? It's, you know, like, don't say work. No, no, no. And, and what you were saying is exactly like exactly how I feel. And, and, I, and I get it. And it's so common for us as founders, because we also love when we say work, we also love work. So it's kind of hard to like separate sometimes, like if you enjoy something to like separate yourself from it, but we need to sometimes not overdo it. So then we don't enjoy it anymore. For me, um, I have actually on weekends, I, I now like I've got to the point where I, I, I can, I no longer work at all. Um, and it's only because most of my friends are in like finance or banking. So they are really busy in the week anyway. And it allows me to then focus on work. And when the weekends, it's the only time I get to 
hang out with them. So mm. this weekend, like, I mean, I mean, in New York, this weekend is a bit different because there's like a summit I'm speaking at and then I'll just relax oh, okay. on Sunday. I fly back. So this weekend's a weird one. But um, usually on weekends, I... I do like a, a really long cycle or I climb, I do like um, lunches and dinners and whatever is happening. Or I travel like on a, the good thing about living in London is like, you can like go yes. and hop on a plane on Friday and come yes. back on Sunday and like yes. see a country for two days. So I, love I do that. that quite a lot, but it's true. Like I actually, and a few founders have inspired me in the beginning when I was launching my podcast, but they were telling me about give yourself like three hours in the morning that's un, that's unnegotiable or two hours in the morning yeah. that's unnegotiable so for me um, whether they have children or whether they have a, like a gym routine or whatever it is they need to like, right. give that time so I've actually done the same where um I tend to do that the problem I have is and I need to get better at it is sleeping on time because I then end up mm. working really late you know sometimes it's like the moment where you can like get back and do your emails or you get excited by a new pitch deck you're doing or whatever mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you're like it's like 3 a.m and then you're like well actually waking up at 10 is the reality and then therefore my meeting starts then so I don't get to go to the gym or I don't get to have my mm-hmm. morning like lemon water and, and my grounding in the grass so I, it, it's not I have to just remember it's intentions it's I'm intending to do this but I'm not yeah. putting pressure on because I like I'm not that kind of person it's like I do five things a day and I'm super motivated like I actually have days where I eat like junk food and I do nothing I have days where I overwork and I don't eat like yesterday I tell you the truth I didn't eat until 8 p.m I had nothing the whole day what? Uh, just because I was non-stop I didn't even realize like it was so bad I was just like mm. podcast a little visit this 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 and then I was 8 p.m I was like I haven't eaten since yesterday not healthy not healthy right yeah and right. I have to just remind myself like talk to yourself understand what you're doing and just tomorrow don't do it like figure it out yeah. don't put yourself right. in in the weeds of like oh why am i doing that it's okay right yeah. don't beat yourself up yeah yeah and yeah. that's it and that's why i don't often consume that motivational content stuff because i just i end yeah. up not even doing it because i'm like i'm just yeah. i don't have time to like be there have those mantras and be by it but i will but i i do feel like that's okay that's just where i am at my life building a brand is every day it's a it's a new day struggles yeah successes and you're in the same for us in the next couple of years it's going to be very different to anything we've done before because yeah we're building something that we don't know where it will go where yeah. it will take us yeah. and we just have to take it day by day yes 100 so. percent. but yeah part of that is protecting your sanity you know so yes. that you're ready to like you're well fed when you have to well when fed. you get that big opportunity exactly. you know and you're not making decisions out of like fatigue or you know, malnourishment, but and how um, you, you know, how we put meetings in for work, put meetings in for ourselves, And I think that's the way we have to sometimes like, I, I put two hours blocking out of my diary so it cannot be taken, but no one needs to know it's for me to just to meditate or me just to have a walk, you know, or just so do whenever it. you want. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I love so, to know that you climb and that you cycle because yeah. yeah, I feel like I need a new hobby because uh, <laughs> I feel like every hobby that I've had, Akash, I've turned into a business, right? So like music, oh, know. you know, I used to love music when I was a teenager. <laughs> This is so funny. We're literally going to be best friends. Like, well, like when I when we have like when I come to New York each time and stuff, like we'll do some stuff together just to make sure we like also separate. We can like even do like what I like to do with some of my like not necessarily founder friends, but like have their own business friends. I um I kind of uh say like hey, let's do like a work session, then we like have like an escape room, or we do like a, a cycle or yes. a bouldering or something just to like get at like make sure we have the balance because we both yes. love it. Like it's okay to sometimes do a three hour work session on something, get some emails done, and then boom, we're yeah. we're closing the laptops together, accountable, and we're we're not we're not touching it to the rest. We're gonna of go climb a wall. <laughs> exactly, and that's it. So no, we're gonna make sure we do that. Um, but yes. I, I do think it, it is something that. Uh, we just have to like put these intentions in and try our best to six, six, stick to them because we need to, yeah. we need to set those boundaries. Yeah. It's so true. Um, so, you know, before I go into fire round, I have um, a yeah. sort of desert island question for you. So this is mm. sort of like, you're invited to a founder beauty island retreat, but I'm being very strict on the plane. I'm saying you can only bring one product of Nopalera. So what is your one go-to product? Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's a desert island, yeah, that means it's warm. So yeah, it's be if warm, it can it be a temperature controlled desert island? Because... Uh, you know what? It's gonna be um, it's gonna be an indoor climate, so you can be okay. it's, it's it's regulated. <laughs> I love it. Okay, because my my desert island my uh, temperature regulated desert island product would be our moisturizing botanical bar because it's is multi purpose. You can use it 
literally all over your body. You can use it as a lip balm. You can use it. You know, I have a friend who's like, I'm using it as a deodorant. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Um, and you know, you can use it for, sometimes I use it when I don't have a hair product, you know, I use it for like fly away hair. Yeah. I love a multi-purpose product. Yeah. So that would be my desert Island product if it was temperature controlled. Cause it does. And I say that because it is a natural product that melts in extreme heat. Oh, that's amazing. So cool. I love that. So I'm going to, I'm definitely like, uh, I'm, I'm going to try all your products. I'm going to get them. But like, I definitely think the, 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 the new Flo de Mayo the, with the Jasmine looks absolutely amazing too. Would you yeah. say like they're very different or in terms of like now the, the Jasmine has a different benefits or is it just more the scent? Um, well, I mean, Jasmine in itself, it does have, you know, real Jasmine oil, which is really beneficial to the skin. Um, but it is also just a scent different. Um, I mean, it has the same, you know, moisturizing, the the base, right. It's, it's mostly, it's all this, mostly the same. It's just, you know, the Jasmine oil and it has a little bit of pink clay, which helps with, you know, kind of the greasiness. Um, not that, not that they're greasy, but just, it helps absorb faster. Um, and then Jasmine is beneficial for the skin. True. Oh, amazing. Well, um, I'm going to ask some fire round questions now. So this is first thing that comes to your mind. So we'll take it away. What is another beauty brand? It could be a bath brand. It could be any brand that you're currently loving. I'm obsessed with Shaz and Kicks. They're amazing. And and they're coming on my podcast. I'm actually meeting them on Saturday too at this summit. They're, yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, they're amazing. They're so good. And and obviously, you know, Ayurveda together yeah. bringing it up and they're, and they're launching in, I think, Sephora soon as well. With, I don't know nice. if they're launching, but they're part of the Accelerate program. So yeah. they're amazing. Um, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? There's so many. Um, I love, I love, I guess, fast food. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite like fast I, food joint? Well, you know, I live in Brooklyn near a Burger King, like literally a block away. So it's not my favorite, but it's there. So when I need that kind of like salty, not good for you (laughs) type of thing, I'll go and I'll get a Whopper. Um, But yeah, so I guess I would have to say that's my current favorite because it's just right there. What are you currently watching or reading? I am currently um, watching, what was I currently watching? I finished it. I finished uh, the Ted Lasso uh, oh, series. Yeah. And, um, and then I started watching Chef's Table again, because I think now there's oh, new episodes. Oh, it's so good. Are there new episodes, a new season? Oh, I mean, I mean, for me it is, because I was like, oh, I thought I had seen it all, but then I, I turned it on and I was like, oh, I don't remember this one. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so I'm watching I Chef's Table. Chef. And then um, in terms of what I'm reading... Um, I'm reading a book, um, and you can edit this out if you want to. <laughs> I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book called Lucky Bitch. <laughs> I love it. No, no, let's keep it in. <laughs> okay. I'm reading a book. Yeah, and it's it's actually all about it's it's Denise Duffield Thomas, and she is like a money mindset uh, coach, and it's all about uh, manifesting and um, and it's her her writing is just very lighthearted, and it's all about how she manifested winning this travel competition, like from a magazine, like those things that you see, like win a free, you know, three months of honeymoon, you know, around the world. And she won it. And it's, it's about how she actually made it happen. And it's not that it's not luck. Amazing. Oh, cool. Great, great suggestions. And I, I love asking that because a lot of people listening could be like, okay, that, that's on my net. It's their list. Um, what's your favorite social media platform right now? Well, I guess Instagram. Um, but honestly, I, I've, I fantasize about the day when I don't have to deal with social media anymore. Because um, it's just <laughs> a nonstop... Really it's never, it's, that's the thing. It's an, and there's also a nonstop engine, like where you just, every day you, you yeah. what, like you can never stop going on there, posting on there, sharing things. It's like, it's, it's a life, yeah. like it's a part of our life, which is quite scary because we have this whole digital, like other life to think about as well as our physical life. So yes, yeah. yes. I'm really trying to move more to, I really, I have an entrepreneurial newsletter, so I really enjoy writing that because I enjoy writing to people and giving them you know, like nitty gritty real world advice. Like here's what it's really like on the inside um, kind of stuff. So I'm hoping that one day I can switch to just that. Um, But right now I'm still very much on Instagram. Uh, Do you have like a favorite quote or mantra? I have so many, Akash. I have post-it notes all over my house um, of mantras and I have them in my medicine cabinet. I have them next to my bed. I have them in my kitchen. So um, some of my favorite ones are... Um, everything I want is already mine. I give love and gratitude for it. Mm. And that's something that I actually, that's part of my wind down routine. I do it at, I say it at night and I really just, 
it helps ground me. I feel like gratitude is actually my favorite practice that helps keep me calm and not yeah. freak out. Um, yeah. And that's and that mantra is is part of that because if I look around, you know, I have a lot of the things that I already want. Um, yeah. Could I could I use a million dollar investment? Sure, but you know, I have a lot of things that I already want, and so giving gratitude for those things is actually helps open up my, you know, my kind of like receptors to receive more, you know? Yeah. Um, so that is one. And then I have another one of, it is my time and I'm ready for the next step. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. And I could go uh, on. And, I literally have them all over my house, but I'll stop there. That's so, no, I mean, that that's, and I think that's, it's good to like, even remember like we have to always even add our favorite quotes and mantras because our life is always changing. And sometimes we need different, yeah. like, I guess you could say, yeah, mantras to go by. It's, it's important. Um, my next, last and last and next question is, um, and I don't know, because I'll add it to it. Because normally I would say, if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, what would you be doing? But I'll also say, if you weren't also a musician. So mm. if you weren't a musician or beauty entrepreneur, what would you be doing right now? Okay, well, uh, that is a good question. I... I'd like to answer it in a couple of different ways if possible. Yeah, so, um, you know, I always joke like in my next life or, you know, when I came, if I could become reincarnated, I'd like to come back as a break dancer. Um, <laughs> I did not expect that answer. I love it. <laughs> um, I just love, you know, I grew up in the eighties, right? So I grew up with all the breakdancing movies and yeah. I just, anytime there's a dance off in any movie, I just, I'm there for it. I love it. And, and I just, yeah, I wish that I could just be like a street dancer. Um, and then, you know, in terms of like, if I'm not doing, if I'm not, you know, playing music, or I'm not running a beauty brand in terms of, and this is really more about like what I want to do in the future. Like if in 10 years, when you call me, I hope that I'm saying, Akash, Inopaleta did great. It's now a global brand. It got acquired. And now what I'm doing with my time is I'm working as a mentor, to other, oh, to other uh, Latin entrepreneurs. And I'm able to now give grants and help them get their businesses off the ground. And that's where, that's ultimately where I want, where I'm headed, you know? Yeah. Um, so that is, you know, and I'm already doing some of that now because I already do mentoring now. Like I, I, you know, I teach master classes, I have free workshops, I have my private entre- entrepreneurial newsletter. So in many ways, I'm already, I know that I'm already impacting doing people. It. I have yeah, yeah, I'm doing it now. I just don't, I'm not able to give like, you know, $10,000 grants yet, but that's yeah. yet, right? So yeah. that is what I'm aiming for. That is when people ask me, what does success look like to you? To me, it's like, well, No Paleta is now a successful brand that I'm able to now give grants to other Pave the way uh, for founders. Others. Because I remember yeah. when $5,000 would have changed my life, you know? Yeah. And sometimes 100%. people just need $5,000 to, to to start, to right? Life. And they need, yeah. yeah, to change your life. And they need like some, some real like mentorship, right? So to me, that's yeah. what I want to spend my time doing in my, you know, my future self in that's hopefully amazing. 10 years or less. <laughs> I think you'll do it less and I, I know it. And, and I'm honestly, Thank I'm you. so excited to now connect, you know, we're, I already feel like we're besties and I'm so excited for the world to be following your journey and uh, where can everyone find Nopalera and your own social, um, yeah. so they can stay in touch with the journey. Yes. We should start a band or something, you know, we should honestly, do- I mean, we should be like a founder, like, like a, a beauty brand, a beauty band, not brand. A beauty a be- brand. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We should open for like the beauty conferences. Yeah. Um, so um, people can find Nopaleta, you know, at our website, nopaleta.co. So that's not .com, but .co. And of course, our Instagram is exactly the same, nopaleta.co. And then uh, I'm, my personal Instagram is official SLV. Those are my initials for Sandra Lilia Velasquez. So official SLV. And, um, and that, that's where you all can find us. And of course, you can find me on Spotify and YouTube personally, but you know, don't go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to go back to my past, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like it, there is a note for both of ours to be seen, but we've done it. <laughs> That's all I'm at. <laughs> but no, it's been an absolute pleasure, Sandra. And I, I will make sure also everyone, please check out Sandra's podcast because you're going to get the real tea there. And I'm so excited. <laughs> so um, I'll put the link as well so everyone can uh, follow. And uh, I'll see you very soon. Yes, thank you, Khan. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. 
Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable of Maine goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.